Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How do you drink your coffee? We were discussing we were discussing that this morning. You guys morning. have no idea how hard it is to corral these gentlemen before we have to gentlemen. literally count call down gentlemen? five seconds to go live. Uh, did he just refer to me as a gentleman? I'm surprised yeah. that Ezra's the mature one here. So good morning, good morning. Hey, so we got some people popping in. Let's, let's have this. Let's just start it off while we're kind of warming up a little bit. Post, if you can comment, what kind of coffee? I'm, I'm serious. I want you to get specific when you, like, when you go to Starbucks. Like, let me give you an example. All right, you need to type it all out. Don't leave anything out. Mike, go ahead and name your drink into the microphone so they can know the extent of the details I'm talking about. I get a venti iced coffee, coconut milk, light ice, no classic, three pumps of vanilla, and three pumps of hazelnut. All right. I get a six-shot venti Americano. Sir, do you want anything in that? No. Do you want room for cream? No. Do you want it just black? Just black. That's it. Just easy. Mm-hmm. But, all right, anybody else got a drink that's a little complicated? Also called Christian cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just once every morning. And then as, as. Uh, Mine is, <laughs> I drink a venti ice blonde latte with coconut milk, uh, two pumps of vanilla, one pump of peppermint with cold foam on top. Wow. All right. A little complicated. You thought, my, you thought mine was over the it's top. It's just yeah. complicated. I leave stuff like that out, man. My well, when kids, you work there, you got to find something to make it taste I, as good as possible. When I, my kids text me drinks like that, like we're on a vacation or something, I go to Starbucks, I mess them all up because I'm just, <laughs> finally, I'm just like, you know what, whatever. Sam, I just get like a caramel latte. Uh, caramel latte. Those double are called shots caramel of espresso. <laughs> or caramel uh, double shots of espresso. Well, I'm not a coffee drinker. All right. <laughs> I have plenty of vices, but that's not one of them. All right. So what do you drink? We'd love to hear it. Put it in the comments. What does that have to do with today? Nothing. But it'll get you, it'll get you, you know, just get you feeling good. All right. So we're going to talk about, hey, taking it to the limit, man. Um, We've been talking about limitless God, right? And we were kind of thinking this morning when we were, um, we were coming into, you know, to the studio, walking in, we were here a little early, we were talking and we, what do we want to talk? We knew what we were talking about, but what do we want to talk it? And you know, the name "Take It to the Limit" came up not because it's an Eagles song, and uh, although that could be a byproduct of it, I'll have you. But um, it was really, you know, take take our job as believers is to take it to the limit, which is all we can do, right? And then rely on a God who can take it beyond the limit, who has no limit, to carry it the rest of the way. And you know, and and, and I want to kind of point something out to. We just open it up, man, guys, for conversation. But, um, you know, if if God calls you to do something, we're talking about God things, right? When he calls you to do something, it's it's typically beyond our limits if it's a God thing. And I'm not talking about just the day-to-day things like, you know, hey, go speak to somebody, even though that can be very trying for somebody that doesn't like to go talk to strangers. God can say, hey, you know, open up and talk to that cu- that, that person or that customer. Or, hey, speak to that person. Ask them how they're doing. And that could be completely outside of your comfort zone. And, you know, it's a small example. But I'm talking about big things, right? I'm talking about your plans, your dreams, your desires. When God calls you maybe to be a home buyer for the first time or get, you know, go and interview for this job. You know, I've heard stories of pastors and ministers that have stepped out of their comfort zone, really relied on a supernatural experience with God, stopped by uh, buildings that were owned by prominent people in business people and walked in and say, hey, listen, I want to talk to you. But, you know, I don't really know how. I don't really necessarily have the funds. But really, God spoke to my heart and, and said that this is our building. And, you know, I've watched testimonies 
where we're, when we go beyond our limits and we rely on God for big things, he just does amazing things. I mean, I've seen buildings given to churches and what have you. So I'm talking about the God dreams. They're big. They're bigger than you and I, and they're beyond our natural limits. So we're just, we're called to take it to the limit. But here's the thing I've always noticed. Every time God ever has anything big, he always has, it's always an audience participation type thing. Our job is to, is to do something. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. What's our role in this? We know we serve a limitless God, and we're going to talk about that today. But what's our role in this? You know, um, I know the thing that pops in my mind at first is prayer. You know, when we when we pray, we have to we have to understand that we're not begging God, but we're praying. We have to. I think we have to as as Christians, we have to um, step up in our prayers. We have to pray up. What does that mean? It's like if you're talking to a God, is you, you ever been in a, a, you know, a, a room of people that you know maybe you feel like they're more qualified than you or maybe they're more successful. Maybe you're entering into a field and they're more successful than you are you know, in that field and you're there and you kind of, you understand, you, you have a dream and desire. You know you're going to get there sometime, but you're just kind of in this place where it's like, you know, everybody in here has been crocheting longer than me and they're just the better crocheters and I'm just starting out as a baby crocheter. You know what I mean? And then they begin to, you begin to talk, but you have to talk up. You can't, you can't talk down because you're in a crowd that's, that's a, that's a, that's up. And you know, when you pray, you got to pray up because God understands big faith, big prayers. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about, you know, taking it to the limit and what does that mean in just our everyday life? And then in the big things that we're believing God for, what do you guys think? Um, Probably my biggest example in my life of going to limit with God was driving 800 miles for an audition at a church that was 800 miles away. Um, when I drove to North Carolina for an audition, it was on a whim, and I had a full-time job. Um, I had to take time off, and it was it, it actually pushed my faith to limit because it got canceled. Mm -hmm. After I drove up with my dad overnight, <laughs> and uh, there was a foot of snow. that had, It was like the first time that it dropped like that much snow overnight in North Carolina in years. And the drum and the the drummer who I was in contact with messaged me. He goes, "Yeah, we're gonna have to cancel. Like nobody can get anywhere right now." Mm. So we drove up, and then they rescheduled. They had to reschedule it for the following week, and I had a choice to make. I was like, "Do I drive up again? I don't really have much time off left. Did I'm you? getting married at the end of the yeah. I drove back up. He's like, "I'm getting married tomorrow. <laughs> literally, that was the year <laughs> but that I'm gonna I, drive up. I anyway. literally used the vast majority of my vacation days that year instead of for like my honeymoon was to drive back and forth to North Carolina twice for an audition." Okay, so you took it. So, so you took it to the limit, and then, and then, and then what? We're, but it was beyond the limit. You know, you couldn't do anything about the weather. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there at a situation like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and it got canceled. Yep. And it's not because they canceled on me. It's because of the weather. An act of God. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you took it to the limit, and God took it beyond that. He did because that was when I was offered the chance to join Elevation's worship team. That was, I've talked about it before, but that was when I was, you know, two weeks later, I talked with, um, he's still one of their main drummers and I still talk to him from time to time. Um, he messaged me and he goes, yeah, so basically you're out of state. So, you know, we always have this where we have an out of state person that ends up, you know, getting quote unquote accepted. And basically <clears throat> we would just have to figure out what it would look like for you to be kind of moving up here to become part of it and start getting training and all that stuff in. Mm, um, okay. and that's where. I guess the payoff was, but you know, ultimately I didn't make the choice to move up, but that's where, like I said, it did take it me to the limit. Cause it's like, I just drove up. I just used like three days of vacation time to drive up here. And it's like, are you moved it back a week? I don't even know if I have enough vacation days to cover the trip there and back. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Somebody else. I mean, this is the beauty about this thing, man. Everybody has different experiences. We're all different ages, different experiences, different backgrounds, different everything. So what, what is, what is an example? You guys are listening while you're, while you're, uh, listening maybe you can put a comment in thank you by the way for the coffee comments i'm going to read those i can't wait to see what crazy coffees that our <laughs> listeners drink but um what's what's an example of, of a time where you've taken it to the limit and it wasn't enough you've taken it to the limit your limit and then it was it was up to god to take it the over the goal line it was up to god to take it the distance what about you all you got an example of that or what or, or when this when you think about this the limitless god and what what, what do you think I, mean, I think there's been t- plenty of times, you know, in my life where um, I definitely feel like I was at my limit and God's taking it even further. Um, and I'm so thankful he did, you know, um, I use the example of my kids before too, but, you know, <clears throat> when my wife and I were getting licensed for foster care, we were very specific, you know, we hadn't been parents yet. So we were like, you know, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't take on like certain, you know, ages because we don't know how to handle that. We want to be able to have like the baby steps that most parents go through and kind of, you know, not be just dumped with, you know, here you're in phase three, you know, so we were kind of fearful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had this idea of what we, you know, thought we could handle and we weren't getting calls for, you know, any placements. And then, uh, we get a call for a, um, uh, two toddlers and we're like, well, one that's out of the age range, but that's also two, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, what and um you know not only <clears throat> did we we take the the placements but uh we were later able to adopt them and you know they've been with us and it's been a joy and god has seen us through but i mean we were really uh putting some limits on what we thought we could handle and god was like i got this you know let me let me let me help you so. you so maybe let's yeah let's let's kind of broaden it a little bit and it may help us you know all you know, really, really all kind of relate to this and what, you know, when you're in that position, no matter what it is, I mean, we're sitting here just thinking of a couple of stories, you know, things that have really changed our lives. I mean, that process changed your life once in a, one way or the other, because here, your family, you know, you have a family mm-hmm. after this, you know, and you know, your this process changed Mike's life and you know, everything that you're, that you're experiencing, you know, there's, I guarantee there's life change on the other side of your limit, you know, then that, that'll preach right there, right? There's life change on the other side of your limit. That's why it's just beyond your limit because God's got a, a life change experience. When he says, you know, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. If you think about that, there's, that's a life change. I mean, to have abundant life, that's a, that's, that's, that's the life change. And so when you look at it, no matter what it is, I mean, you can sit there and listen to mics and be like, okay, you know, um, I, you know, that's, wow, that's, that's something I, it's not even in my realm of, of, of possibility. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to Walt and say the same thing. Say like, you know, I got a full family, you know, um, I'm beyond kid's age and I'm not, you know, considering adoption or whatever. I, 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 wow, that's a neat story. But no matter what it is, right. When you're in the middle of that pursuing the things of God and you run into your limitations, it's, it feels the same for everybody. That's when you go to church and you look around the congregation in your life and you know, I wonder what people are experiencing in this church. There's people that are experiencing grief. There's people that are experiencing, you know, there's all kinds of lives that are going on all over the place. And so, I, you know, that just, it fascinates me because it's, you know, everybody experiences those things. And when you do, you know, it's like, 
<clears throat> that's where community comes in. That's where believers and brothers and sisters in Christ come in. Not just the word of God, but really conversations like this, right? Because I mean, the reality is, man, it's, um, it's really easy to say, Hey, God's going to give me peace that passes understanding. But what about, what about, what if you're buying in more at that particular moment to what the enemy's saying? You know, you need somebody and you need a support system, so to speak. And so what are some things that have helped you guys when it, when, when it's come up against, when you've come up against your limits, what, what, you know, what, what's some, what's some advice that we can give some of these people that are listening right now? Um, <clears throat> my biggest piece of advice, um, is talk to those around you that you trust. Um, anytime I've ever hit a major crossroads and something that I can't come up with myself, not only do I talk to God, but I talk to those around me because, you know, whether that's Walter, whether that's David, whether that's my manager, David Blaisdell, or even Diana, um, everybody has a different outlook and everybody's been through different things and somebody may have already had experience with something similar that they can at least give you. And that's what you were talking about. You surround yourself. I mean, obviously you talk to God, but there's also people that in everybody's life that's there, that's gone through different things. Um, when I had that choice to make between moving to North Carolina or staying here because I had another church um, that somebody was talking to me about joining, um, really, I just looked at my dad um, and I said, I don't know what to do. Like, my dream is to go play there. Like, that is my dream. But I feel like I'm being pulled to stay here. And I don't know where I, if I should choose to go with my dream or if I should if I really do feel like this is the right choice. And he really talked it out with me and helped me kind of make that up as well as me praying. But that was, he was the person that I like relied on very heavily in that situation because mm-hmm. I was 20. See, I got married in 2014. So I was 24 years old. I'm sitting here going like, do I ta- do I pack up my whole life and move to North Carolina and chase this dream or not? Cause that was the choice I had. Well, I wrote down to you, <clears throat> you know, what keeps us from pushing the limits. And I put, fear of failure, fear of breakdown, fear of hurt. And I was kind of thinking like of a rubber band, you know, if I was to take a rubber band and I was pointing it at Villa and I was stretching it at some point, he's going to kind of have like this, like, don't, don't pull it much further. Cause it's, we have that fear of break. Um, and I think what's comforting to me when I'm talking about pushing to my limits is having those people that surround you that say, Hey, look, I've been there. I've done that. And it's going to feel scary it's gonna feel you know like something's you know gonna happen you know bad or you know but there's a lot of goodness you got to push through you know and i was reading comments and and laura who's my neighbor from arkansas she talked about how that was such a hard thing for her to move but um she was my first uh or my whole family's really first friend in our neighborhood in arkansas and we've been close since then but that was it was both uh, our families were kind of like out of our comfort zone and it was such a comforting thing um and that helped the transition so much i hate that my transition there was so short but um we have a life lifetime of uh, a relationship that's still building uh, you know what dude, i didn't know that was your neighbor i was reading her comment before you said something and thinking about so i mean th- this is the perfect example because she gave it i was thinking at first before i heard you her giving an example laura of you know reaching your limit and that relying on the lord so i mean if you read that you know she didn't give the end of the story or or the testimony part of it it was just like hey you know what it's a process and it's you know you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and i know it's going to get better and then you said hey listen god connected us and our families so if you if you really think about it god had an answer with the two families connecting to a limitation and to, you know, but what people experience 
you know, came out in what Laura says, you know, and then, and then what, how God uses people and community and, and his word through individuals, not just through reading. I mean, we, listen, we're all, I believe everyone listening right now, because this is a daily Devo devotion, you know, you, you hear this, you're with us most of the time. A lot of you are listeners. I would imagine that you also are Bible readers. You would, you know, you're also in the word of God on a regular basis. And so sometimes you need more than that because you, that community helps bring it to life, you know, or that person or people group. And, um, you know, reading another comment here um, that uh, someone put, Lisa put in front of us, don't neglect your spiritual exercises, which is what I was talking about too. And, and I know she does uh, reading, praying, worshiping. I've never been able to go to any of my limitations, trusting solely on the Lord if I neglected those things. And so, you know, and that's really what it is because, and how, here's the thing. She said, I've never been able to go to, how does she know that? Because she's tried. <laughs> How do you know that? Because you tried, you know, you've, you've gone to those limitations over and over again without God's help, without God's, you know, word, without God's, you know, blessing or what have you. So you, you, you know, we try to reach those areas or go to those areas. You know, it's, it's, um, and it, and, and no matter how many times we try it, it kind of always happens. The same thing happens. It kind of blows up in our face, so to speak. Well, it goes to tell you how important, that prayer and you know that uh, just constant communication with the Lord is because think about Mike's example he he put trust and go into this audition and then he gets there and he said like well it's canceled so he could have easily looked at that as hurt and like well I don't want to stretch myself again because it's just gonna blow up in my face mm-hmm. that was you know Satan trying to say like don't don't, don't do, do it. it again. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to, it's going to result in disappointment. Well, the crazy, the crazy part about the end of that story isn't that, Hey, I had the opportunity to join elevation and ultimately I made the decision not to, it was the ultimate, like, I guess gain at the end of it was I made a relationship with their, at the time, their main drummer. And I ended up gaining a mentor for like six months. Um, we were in constant communication with each other. He checked out a bunch of my videos and he was giving me advice um, and talking to me about different things. And that was that was the ultimate end goal. And what I didn't see at the end of it, you know, was God really taking me there to, for me to join Elevation? I don't think so. But it was something that helped me push myself in the area that I really needed. Um, which, of course, I could have looked at that situation as, man, I could have joined Elevation. I could have been, you know, this big drummer by now. You know, I could have been on all the music videos and playing on all the albums and everybody had seen me. But that wasn't it. That wasn't the case. You know, the reason I ended up going there was, that week, that week layoff kept us in communication with each other while everybody was trying to get resorted. And I ended up just gaining a friend in that time because mm-hmm. we were just constantly talking to each other. So that obviously led to us just having conversation and we ended up becoming friends. And that was probably, that really was the end goal. I became, I got, I gained a mentor, somebody that I highly respected that was then talking to read to me directly yeah. and giving me advice. Well, I think something that I noticed too is that, um, I feel like our faith relies on God to make like these big changes at the drop of a hat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he, whenever we want something or it's up to, it's on our schedule instead of us investing the time into his schedule into saying like, okay, yeah, I need to dedicate not a time of, I need something, just a time of 
just talking and just being closer and developing that relationship. It's like asking a stranger to do a huge favor for you. I mean, don't get me wrong. God's not a stranger to anyone, but he definitely understands that that relationship is something that you have to put forth effort into as well. He's going to provide as much as he can, but if you don't have faith in him on a daily and on a minute basis, then you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it's not a responsible thing for him to just give you what you want and for us to become spoiled in his favor. He never does. He know? doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He never does. I mean, because he knows and yeah, And that's a great point as because God knows what we don't know. You exactly. know, he, he knows what's best for us. And so, you know, so it actually brings me to the scripture I was going to read in first John five fourteen. It says, this is a confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So, I mean, it's so important because look, all, all we hear sometimes me included in church, if we read that scripture or somebody says it, Hey, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything, he's going to do it. Matter of fact, if somebody paraphrased that as a preacher, or as a minister, sometimes they're like, Hey, you know what? The word of God says, if you ask for anything, God's going to do it. They leave out the part according to his will. So for instance, if God's will you know, because keep in mind, it's, it's not, it's this mysterious will. It's like, it's, it's something that we should understand, not the details of, or the intricate parts of, or even the steps of, but we understand that a while ago, whenever this was, or yesterday, or two months ago, or last year, or 10 years ago, when you came into really agreement with God, you said, I'm buying into your will for my life. Whatever that is, I trust you. And you just had peace over it. You just knew that, hey, God's will is right for me. And then, and then, so then everything else kind of right. God remembers that he's keeping us in line with that. So if something is going to take us out of his will or set us back from following his purpose, then what God does is I believe not, you know, not get, not answer that or not give, give that to us. And so it's not that he'll just do it. He'll do it if it's based or according to his word. So our prayers can be the greatest weapon that we possess one way or the other. Because sometimes, I believe, sometimes God answers prayer, right? And and it's through your faith. And then other times we pray something, but because we've given God the permission to line up with His will, the unanswered prayer or the prayer answered in a way that we weren't expecting or didn't think we wanted is also a weapon that can be used to our favor as well, if that makes sense. So prayer means through which we is, is, is the means in which we commune right with God. We talk to him, we communicate with him. And I just believe that sometimes, sometimes no is the best answer. It goes back to, you know, several weeks ago when you talked about how, what if, you know, he's got a better answer for you, mm-hmm. you know, that we do forget about that. It's, it's his will because his, his will is perfect. And it's, I think the other thing that's important to understand about God's will, it's not only perfect, but it's perfectly designed for you as an individual. And and God's will for me looks a little different than yours, David. But but no matter what, both of them are perfect. Yeah. And both of them are awesome and amazing. Uh, and it's meant to just be so many good things for us, but sometimes we get caught up in the no, and that's where we, we give up almost. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Let's read a comment from, uh, so this is a testimony here. Um, I think I think sometimes these comments too can build faith. So let's see. Uh, God had me put in a cash offer for a house he didn't even let me buy. How many have ever, not that exact story, but how many have ever had that happen? Like, hey, you're following the will of God and you're doing something that he told you to do. 
And then, and then it mandated that. Why? What's the purpose, right? He didn't even let me bite. He was building my faith, obedience and discipline in this person in the process to be able to stretch her to the point, stretch Armstrong, right? And so she was looking at the bigger picture, the things that he wanted for her that she wasn't able to believe for, mm. you know? And so how many know that God, God will stretch our faith in those ways? You know what's crazy? The obedience there for her could be the blessing of tomorrow that's yet to be seen. God can drop something in her hands that far supersedes because of the obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So to obey, even though that particular house didn't work out, God's got the one, and I think it's tied to the obedience before. This is powerful stuff because, look, keep in mind, you know what? A cash offer that you're able to able to make is a limit. Is 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 it might be a stretch, like she said, but it's still not limitless. It's 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 not beyond your limit. So guess what? What if God's got the one that's beyond your limit? What if He drops something in your hands that's like mind-boggling, and only can come through a limitless God? I'm telling you, He's done that for me. He's done that for us. He's done that for all of us in this room many, many, many times in many different ways. And I think sometimes we just forget it. Sometimes we forget the limitlessness of God and we, re- and we rely completely on the limits of this world. And it happens all the time, even though God has never failed us and he's never ceased to amaze us, right? I mean, look at Peter. He stepped out and walked on water and the same guy denied Jesus. I mean, like, dude, if you stepped out of a boat, you would think, look, Guys, I, I walked on water. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you guys all see me? I got out of this boat barefoot, and I walked on top of this lake. Okay? Like, I'm not denying Jack. I'm not denying. You know what I'm saying? But he did. Like, you would think that he would say that, right? And he did say that yeah. right before he denied him. Wait, I'm going to go with you to Three death. Three times. I'm going to go with you to death, Jesus. And Jesus is like, man, what are you talking about? Before the morning, you're going to deny me three mm-hmm. times. I feel like I'm like Peter in some ways. Like, just like cocky, arrogant. Mm-hmm. And then. Agreed. You, and then you know when it comes down to it you kind of like deny, i you kind of like deny god three times you mm-hmm. know and uh you don't, really don't know what you're talking about like when you when i've asked you to do make it happen several times <laughs> the instant in season and out of season god's called you to minister and then right there you deny it and you say no yeah nah. yeah yeah but, you think that's but I feel like sometimes God uses our limitations for his glory to know that he's in control overall. Mm-hmm. So, so Tuesday, we good. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say, too, is like I think that's where making sure that you're in sync with the Lord and that you're constantly, you know, uh, prayerful and, you know, in his word is so important. Because at that moment, Peter was getting too convinced on what what everything else that was going on. Mm-hmm. And he let that sway, mm-hmm. even though he had in the back of his mind, God's done some amazing things in my yeah. life. Man, I, I, I want to be on his team right now. However, all this is really distracting hard. and it's a lot of pressure, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's what he got caught up in. Yeah. And, you know, of course, he later gets to a point where he, he realizes that he made the mistake, you know, like, but I do think that's, we get wrapped up in that too, too often where we're like, we know the goodness that God has for us, but we're like, but man, there's just a lot of distraction here, and maybe I'll catch God on the next one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out this time. When things aren't going good, you're like, praise God, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, and then when things are going bad, you're like, oh my goodness gracious, like where are you, God? You know, <laughs> yeah. 
hey man, what what a relatable conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, hey, you want to feel something really good as we end this to our audience listening and watching? We're all jacked up. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> yep. listen, you know that's that should give you comfort beyond comfort that we are all jacked up without Jesus, right? Yep. And you know what? And and that's the best thing about this whole deal. If you want to really feel good about yourself, go read the gospels when Jesus selected his disciples. And you just you just read who he picked. He picked the least qualified, the the the, the most jacked up, you know, the ones that the, the the ones that were discounted, the ones that, you know, that that, that just mistake ridden, you know, blemished. You know what I'm saying? He picked those people because it because it, it turned him on. You know what I mean? He goes, I can use these because 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 I'm Jesus. And I just want to encourage you that you know you may be jacked up. You may, you may, you may be listen, last night you might have jacked up. Yesterday you may have done something foolish and stupid. You may be just coming out of the dumbest decision you've ever made in your entire life. But you know what? You've taken it to the limit, and I want to encourage you today, right, to give it to God. He's limitless. He's just an expert in taking jacked up and making it, you know, making it work. Yeah, could you imagine though, like you're just standing there and Jesus is like calling you and you're like, me? Me? <laughs> like me? You mean this this guy back here, right? Else. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case anybody's wondering, yes, you, you know, God is God is calling you today. It's like you make eye contact with the yeah. teacher and she's like, go ahead and read the next chapter. And you're like, I'm sorry, you mean me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe some of you haven't even brushed your teeth yet and God's called you today, this morning. He to be to be something amazing. Before you brush your teeth, you haven't wiped the sleep out of your eye. Your hair is all jacked, sticking straight up. You know, he messed up. And the in the in the uh, Amazon driver is about to knock on the door, and maybe God's going to use you to witness to him or her. See what I'm saying? That's yeah. the kind of God we serve. Before yeah. you get your coffee, before you get, let me read some of the. Let's just read some of the drinks really quick. We got to do this because we have yeah. to acknowledge some of the crazy drinks. <laughs> all right, just uh, listen. If you're just now tuning in, you can still get your comment in, so everybody can laugh at you or celebrate with you. What is your Starbucks drink? So let's just see here. We've got hazelnut coffee with it. I love this. Dana said with a splash. What's a splash? Right, a splash of just almond a, milk. Just a, right? I like almond milk. A little spritz. Yeah, but a splash. Not, yeah. not, like a, not, <laughs> not, a, splash. not a dab. Not, <laughs> not, not, a, not a great, you know, extensive amount, but just a splash just of a splash. almond milk. Starbucks is the best. That's what she said. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, when I get an iced chai with no ice, okay? I'm trying to figure that one out. So basically, Lisa has to let them know in advance she's coming so they can ice it, make it cold, and then dump the ice out right before she gets it. <laughs> she places the mobile order in the comments. She goes, stick it in the fridge till I get there. Right. And then it'll be nice <laughs> Freeze it and then dump everything out that froze it. I think that was all the coffee comments we got aside all from me and Ezra's. <laughs> Ezra, what's that? Oh, Ezra already named his. All right. Yeah, we already named ours. We yeah, just put it in one. the comments. All right. Some of you guys, you don't have, it don't have to be Starbucks. Some of you guys can say just, you know, Dunkin'. Hey, man, I mean, lately guys, it's just been iced lattes with oat milk, man. Yo, just, I like the coffee. Sunday, Sunday mornings are weird. I I, I roll with um, just homemade coffee, <clears throat> a little <throat> bit of creamer. I'm never doing homemade coffee. <laughs> Starbucks, I can't even drink it anymore. Unless your son's there. <laughs> no, yeah, if my son's, I drink it just this because just he makes it and stuff it's dude it's really good we got we bought this expensive espresso machine and stuff and he's he kind of is like junior barista you know and he makes it when he comes over and it's good it's probably great i just like the burnt taste of starbucks coffee <laughs> and it's, junior barista know. sounds like a wrestler name <laughs> yeah junior barista hey let's read eddie's comment because you know what i want to give him props this we tried to sell our house our 1100 square foot home my wife and i blended our families two adults four children not not even uh, see not even one offer we had 
one of our older kids living in the camper in the driveway. That's because you had five, six people trying to live in an 1,100 square feet, Eddie. <laughs> That's too small. What's your name? Cousin Eddie? Off of a uh, uh, Christmas vacation there, man? My goodness. With a camper out in front. <laughs> All right, so listen, we have one of our older kids living in the camper in the driveway, a faith builder for a father not to be able to provide rooms for his children. My bad. I didn't see that part before. I talked about how small it was. Later, the Lord prompted me to make a move. We listed the house, sold the night before it was uploaded to the website. Come on, man. That's how God does it. God says, load it on the website. Psych, you've already sold it. <laughs> God's timing is perfect. Much more to this story. So it's we can't a testament too, though. Like it's a testament to where like we don't feel like, you know, we're able to provide whatever we think is necessary. But that's when he steps in. He's like, I'm going to make sure that you can provide for anybody that you need to provide for. You know what I mean? Amen. You may have to cut back on certain things. You may not get to have the frivolous, you know, extremities that you're used to having, but you can still do what you got to do to make everything work out. You know? Amen. Eddie, maybe you can call in tomorrow or the next day and give like a little bit of a, a couple minute testimony on that story. We'd like to hear that. If you're up for that, let us know. Yeah. Shoot us a message on, uh, on Facebook or shoot an email to me. It's MJR at IPD agency. Um, I'll get it set up. Awesome. Song of the day today. It feels like it goes perfectly with this is do it again from elevation worship talks about, you know, the, the opening lines are walking around these walls. I thought by now they'd fall, but you've never failed me yet. So the whole song is all about faith. My son's singing that tonight. He's, really? Yeah. He's singing with uh, my daughter at the uh, vibe. She uh, does the leads the worship for the vibe. So she uh, brought him in as a guest and he's singing do it again. And he's going into, um, uh, graves in the gardens. I think, Hey, let's go. Yeah. So that's <laughs> cool. And on oh, that note, we out. Walt. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at you. Well, he's waiting on Dave to get his last comment in right as soon as he says it. So he's like, let me see if Dave's going to do it. All right. Dude, we're, we're like 906, man. I got to go. All right. Stuff to do. We out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.